Good morning, Pulaski High School. I'm Hunter Christman. And I'm Kayla Miller. Thank you for joining us with today's podcast. We'll start you off today with weather. Similar to yesterday, today we are expected to have partly sunny skies for most of the day. The low for today will be 48 degrees with a high of 64 degrees. It gets even better for this weekend. Tomorrow we are expecting to have partly sunny skies with a low of 46 degrees and a high of 73 degrees. Break out the sunscreen. We'll then finish off the weekend with sunny skies on Sunday with a low of 37 degrees and a high of 69 degrees. Maybe spring has finally sprung? Let's hope. Speaking of sunshine and warmth, Hunter, you'll never guess who I had the good fortune of visiting this week. I don't know, Caleb. Who was it? Mr. Pock, of course. We checked in with the PHS principal to see how quarantine life is going for him and learn a little more about his changes, about the changes rolled out this week regarding grading at the high school. Welcome, Mr. Pock. Thank you for joining us here on the Raider Podcast. Thanks for having me. Life and learning has certainly been different for the students and teachers of the past few weeks. How has work life changed for you and what has emerged as the priorities and challenges? Well, for me personally, it's been a little bit about workspace. Uh, I have two elementary age children in my home. So we, my wife and I wake up in the mornings and typically we decide who's going to work from which, which area. Uh, right now, I'm currently working from my basement where it's nice and chilly and I have got a little bit of a, a, a small space heater blasting some heat on my toes. Otherwise, uh, my wife gets to stay in our bedroom where it's nice and warm and we kind of trade off with the kids. That's been my personal um priority and challenge and each day obviously the priorities change as, as different things come come at us and I know that's just no different for students and teachers every day when you meet with teach or other students or other situations there's lots going on and it's certainly been that way for the last few weeks at least for me personally. Do you feel like you have a pulse for what's happening with the students and staff and what are some encouraging signs that people are doing? I'm excited uh, and actually encouraged by the emails I'm receiving from students and from parents uh, kind of just thanking us for what we're doing. And obviously the students are still engaging and that's positive. I wanted to let our seniors go on the 22nd like normal to keep some normalcy within our year. So I'm excited for the seniors to, you know, work through that date. For our underclassmen, 9th, 10th, and 11th graders, I'm excited, you know, that we'll be done on the 29th. We're not going to go all the way to June t- uh, 10th. Uh, for the students who pass or have grades or pass uh, on the 29th. Uh, if you're a student listening to this this podcast and on the 29th you have a no pass at that time, um, that's unfortunate because we're going to be working individual plans with the teachers and you to, to be making phone calls or to be showing up on Google Meet so that you can show us and display your learning knowledge of the, the essential learning topics and the power standards each teacher wants you to achieve for the year. Students who, who choose grades can still continue to turn in assignments from June 1st to June 10th. I want students to understand that we're we're very open and flexible, but at the same time, uh, for those students who aren't reaching out to us, we're going to be we're going to be setting up some times on that June first, the June tenth uh, time frame, for you to be uh, showing us what you learned, and so that we can obviously make this transition into next year as easy as possible for everybody. So it's important that people are aware of that. Thank you, Mr. Pop, for bringing up grades and grading, because there's a new wrinkle this week regarding grades and grading. What can you tell us about that? You know, it really comes down to each individual student, and I know there were some parents that reached out to us and students as well that were concerned that they weren't going to be getting a grade, so that's why we did go to the options. Uh, We did communicate that out, and if parents or students have questions regarding, you know, their future plans or some of those questions can certainly be answered by their counselors or myself. Uh, A lot of that has to determine what colleges and where the people or the students are thinking about going after uh, post-high school uh, endeavors. So... I would also always encourage the students to be reaching out to the counselors to kind of make continue to talk about those plans. Um, when students choose grades, it's it's all or nothing in proposal. And if you want to have your grades in your transcript, you're more than welcome to do that, but it's got to be all of them. So the Skyward form did go live uh, yesterday and that communication has been going out. Um, I know that my Twitter account will be sending that link out through the course of the next two weeks. 
Uh, Ms. Seleski will be sending that information out again, also through the um, emails and messages uh, to parents for the next few weeks as well. So, so that, that communication certainly has gone out. Um, I encourage students to do what's best for them. But again, this is you know the opinion of Jeremy Pock, not of anybody else. But colleges are going to be looking at a lot of different things for when students leave um, this year and for the future years, just because this is a national pandemic. And I'll repeat that, a national pandemic. It's occurring to all students all across the nation. Uh, no one's immune from this. So colleges will be going to a different, probably some kind of uh, lens to be looking at students when they start, start to enroll them and, and choose them to be at their, at their institution. So again, I would encourage the, the students if they have questions to reach out to their counselors or to us and we can try to answer them the best we can. Thank you again, Mr. Pock, for joining us today for the Raider podcast. Stay Raider strong out there, Raider Nation. Tune in next week to hear more of my conversation with Mr. Pock. He'll share the status of some big events for seniors, such as the, Acad- the academic awards ceremony, scholarship night, and graduation. Related to the academic award ceremony, this deadline for the PHS English Department awards has been moved up. Two awards are handed out each year by the English Department, the Excellence in English Award and the Outstanding Writing Award. The deadline to apply for these accolades has been moved up to tomorrow, Saturday, May 2nd. If you have any interest in these honors, please contact your English teacher for details. Again, that deadline is tomorrow, Saturday, May 2nd. When it comes to award-winning efforts, we need to look no further than the work being done by some of our PHS students employed in the healthcare field. Many are dealing with the harsh realities of the COVID-19 pandemic every day. Our summer reporter, Jackson Marsh, spoke with PHS health occupations teacher, Ms. Lee Shun, and offers this report. I'm here with Ms. Lee Shun. She is the teacher of the health occupation classes at Pulaski High School. Thanks for having me, Jackson. What is it like teaching these classes? Some of the classes that I teach are Health Occupations 1 and 2, um, and those you can take as an underclassman. And then I also have uh, courses you can take as a upperclassman, um, which are Medical Terminology, Digital Lit for Healthcare, uh, Culture of Healthcare, and our Nursing Assistant course. The biggest one currently that has our students out on the front lines is Nursing Assistant. So you have students out in the workforce. What are some of the challenges that they're facing right now? I would say we have uh, currently probably about 35 um, Pulaski High School students that could be employed in the healthcare field as a nursing assistant. Some of the ones that I know are currently working are under some some big stressors at their jobs. Um, a lot of them work in long-term care facilities, so there are no visitors uh, at all allowed in those facilities. So they're dealing with their residents that are lacking that physical contact with their loved ones um, for an extended period of time now. I do know that some facilities are under strict personal protective equipment orders, so they're wearing PPE all the time. So not only are they not allowed to see their loved ones, it's now like they have somebody coming in all gloved and garbed up to do their cares. It's not that personal connection that they're used to getting in their home type of setting. So I know that that has been a huge stress on our students and their residents. Um, Students that are working in the hospitals are also dealing with some of those same strict rules. Um, I know they're probably going through temp checks each day when they come to work. They have to get their temperature checked before they're even allowed to punch in to make sure that they are suitable to work that day. This is happening right now everywhere in the world and you have students that are dealing with this right now. What is that like? For them, I imagine it's pretty difficult, especially uh, having to go through this digital learning curve that we're going through. Then they're going to work and seeing some of this uh, hardship, hardships and the 
patients and residents that they're working with and the stresses and things that are going along with it. I, I imagine that mental health in both the residents and patients as well as the students is something that we need to make sure is continuing to be brought up because they are dealing with some extra stresses. You must be extremely proud of your students that are out there on the front lines right now. Absolutely. They could not make me more proud of the hard work that they're putting in, in their jobs, at school, in their homes to stay positive. They definitely are some, some heroes not wearing capes currently. Is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know? Continue to stay positive, uh, wash your hands, stay healthy, get outside, get sleep. All of those things are going to help boost our immune system and help get us past this COVID-19 coronavirus and continue to stay Raider strong. All right. Thank you. Great advice, Ms. Lishan, and a huge thank you to all the students and healthcare workers sacrificing so much to help others during this pandemic. It's amazing what people can do, and we're curious to ask to what you've, you've been doing. For this week's RSN survey, we asked what books have you been reading during the quarantine, if any at all. <laughs> Here is Mickey Wirtz giving us the rundown on our reading raiders. Thank you, Hunter. It seems like March 17th was forever ago. But with this time freed up from the school being closed, the time to read books have never been better. This week we asked you guys how much you've been reading since being stuck at home. So let's see how common your reading style is. There's nothing better than finding your favorite book during these times and enjoying the stories unfold. The third most common favorite read were the Harry Potter books by J.K. Rowling. The second most common favorite read was To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. And the most common favorite book was Nowhere to be Found, because an astounding number of you don't have a favorite one. It's okay. Maybe you just read so many you don't know which one to pick. And that's all right by me. Most of the time, quality is better than quantity. But sometimes, there's exceptions. Especially when you're being put up against your peers and the number of books you've read. The third most common amount of books being read is around three books. The second most common is one book. And the most common amount of books being read is a whopping zero. Hey, I'm not judging. Maybe you guys are just reading the dictionary. Some say there's not enough time in the day. But according to Albert Einstein, time is relative. So who's to say the amount of time spent reading could take up the whole day? How long do you guys read during the day? Let's find out. The third most common amount of time spent reading is 30 to 60 minutes. The second most common amount of time reading is 15 to 30 minutes, and coming in first place by a mile was not reading at all. Okay, so it seems like we don't enjoy reading, and that's fine. Everybody has their own preference. But if you haven't thought about it, now would be a great time to pick up a book lying around and just give it a good read. Who knows? You may enjoy it. Congrats to the people who have been reading this whole time, and I hope you guys continue to enjoy it. Back to you, Hunter. Wow, thank you, Mickey. Those results really surprised me. They did? Yeah, I can't believe people still read. Oh my goodness, Hunter. Coming up next is Connor in the quarantine. Now, it's unfortunate we won't be able to head back to school, but we can now look forward to heading to college. I will be missing a lot of high school teachers while away at college. Here is Connor He's and asking PHS seniors what teacher they would like to room with at college. Hi, I'm Connor Heason, and welcome to Connor and the Quarantine. Now, seniors, they're not getting a real good standoff, so you know, I feel like I should give them one. So, this week's episode, I was trying to think of funny questions, too, and I thought of it. So, this week's question is, 
if you were to room with any teacher in college, who would it be? Personally, personally, I would definitely have to say Mr. Menting. Pretty cool dude. All right, let's go. I am here with Will Volker, who is going to be attending the Air Force Academy. Will, if you had to take one teacher with you from the high school, who would you take to be your roommate? Uh, I'd definitely take uh, Mr. Bentz, because he'd certainly help out with my engineering pursuits, and uh, I think he could do a couple pretty decent push-ups. So. I'm here with Sheree Murata. So, Sheree, you are going to UW-Madison. So, what teacher would you take with you to room with? in UW-Madison? It's a hard choice, but I might have to take Mr. Marsh with me. <laughs> I'm here with Oriana Cheney. Oriana is going to Eau Claire University. Oriana, if you were to take one teacher to college with you to room with, who would it be? I would say uh, Madame Clark. She is, or Madame Cook, I mean, she's a French teacher at the high school. She's really nice, and I think she would make for a great Ruby. I'm here with TJ Hawk. So, TJ, as we know, TJ, you're going to UWGB. So, if you, were, if you were to pick one teacher at the high school that you'd want to room with, who would it be? Um, I would have to go with Mr. Gussie so he can help me out with my um, education. I'm here with Connor Stino. Now, Connor, you're going to Stevens Point. So, if you were to take one teacher with you to room with, who would it be? It would definitely have to be Mr. Gussie, no doubt. Wow, thanks, Connor. Hunter, which teacher would you want to be in your roommate? I would definitely have to go with uh, Mr. Party House Krause. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. See you later, Red Raider.